saw the man. They would got the money. We do do do. That one's going viral for sure. I can't wait. Creating a bunch of problems, just effects. Yeah, that's that's adulthood. Just yeah. just say what you mean. Soft skills, communication, and I was cleaning the floor, so I was helping. It's your favorite electrician, favorite electrician Doug here. Welcome back to the Modern Electrician Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite electrician, Doug, here. Welcome back to the show. As always, happy to have you joining us. Uh, Hopefully, you had a really restful weekend and you are ready for a brand new work week filled with challenges and obstacles to overcome. Uh, This week, we've got a great episode for you. For anybody who is in the... um, planning stages to start your own business, anybody who is has already started their own trade company, um, or this even relates to people who work for various types of trade companies. All of us, you know, no matter where you work, you either work for a, a large, small, or medium-sized company, and they all have their pros and cons. And this week's conversation is about the decision to stay small as a company. Now, this doesn't mean... You know, by us having this conversation, we're in no way stating that we think that uh, you should stay small as a company. In fact, whatever makes sense to you to do for your company, that's awesome. And, you know, we need big companies, we need medium sized companies, we need small companies. Some companies need to be large in order to handle the work that they do. Uh, folks like us, we have the um, availability and the opportunity to choose to stay small as a company. And um, it's not without its challenges. I mean, trust me, being a small company has its stresses as well. One of the hardest things that we have to deal with is staying small, mostly because you have to get good at saying no. Um, You know, most of us who are considering starting a business, the last thing you would consider is, you know, I'm going to say no to people when they want me to come do work at their house. But if you don't have the personnel to take on new projects and you stretch yourself too thin and you don't want to make the jump to hire people, you can find yourself in a real bind and you can disappoint people. You know, people can say, well, they were too busy. They, uh, you know, they weren't very uh, reliable or responsive. And we don't we don't want to do that with our clients either. So, you know, needless to say, running a business is hard, right? No matter no matter if it's a big business, medium size or small. Yeah, everyone comes with its its host of challenges. We just always sit and have the conversation over whether we should grow or not and what that growth would look like for Lumen Brothers. Um, and I know that everybody else out there who runs a company does the same thing. You know, what do we do? Do we grow? Do we stay small? How many, what does growth mean? How big are we trying to get? What's the end goal? You know, what kind of lifestyle do you want to live and how does your work facilitate that? That's really the nuts and bolts of it. So in listening to this episode, don't think for a second that we're making any suggestions that say that you should do one thing or another. This is uh, Josh and I sitting down and we sit down with Daniel. He joins us on this one, too. Um, And just hashing it out. That's what we always do, you know, because while we may want to be a small company today, who knows what the future brings? You know, who, who knows what opportunities we may see or um, you just don't know. And so we're not knocking big companies. We're just discussing our desire to remain small for the interim um, because it just means less, less overhead, less upfront investment. Um, and those are things that all add stress, I, I think, in my opinion. And so 
We hashed that all out in this conversation. So hopefully you guys like this talk. If you do and you're getting something from the show, if you're a weekly listener and you tune in every week to this show and you dig it, go check us out on Patreon.com. Go to Patreon.com, search Modern Electrician Podcast, and become a donating member. Um, every bit of funds that we receive for this show are going to go back into things like merchandise, making the show better. Um, we've got to kind of boost up our sound system here. We are uh, building our own little... Uh, recording studio so we can make this sound and be better and more consistent things like that so every little bit helps head over to patreon.com become a donating member if you would like we would really appreciate it other than that y'all sit back relax and enjoy the show all right so in this uh, in today's conversation uh what we want to talk about with y'all is uh the concept to of uh keeping a business having a business running a business and how you grow it or don't grow it based on what you want what you're looking for um do you do you want a big business? You know, I think a lot of times nowadays there's this uh, entrepreneurial uh, motivation in society where it's like, my the concept is I've got this idea and I'm going to scale it, grow, and then grow, I'm going to make a mil- I'm going to make a billion and I'm going to go uh, build a rocket and put a cowboy hat on and go to space, mm-hmm. and that's my move. Um, and I, <laughs> not a bad move, right? I not bad. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe this whole Looper Brothers thing needs to change. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for us with uh, with Lumen Brothers, um, our decision is at least up until this point to remain very small. And um, while that's our decision, it's still there's still complications with that, mm-hmm. um, obvious ones. And, and uh, so we just wanted to talk in this in this episode a little bit about the pros and cons of. Um, both ways, which we really cannot speak to having a big company because we don't have a big company. Yeah. Um, but we can speak to the fears that we have around that or the things that might keep us from that. And I mean, I don't know. Um, again, I can't speak for other companies. I don't know if if this is a conversation everyone's having. I think it's like inherent with starting a business that you're going to grow. It's just yeah. assumed. Yeah, you know, right, right. Like, so is... Are you, are you hitting pause to step back and go, wait, do I want to do that? Right. I think a lot of people are on autopilot. Right. With, because the beauty is we're, we're in a market where it wants you to grow. Yeah. There's enough customers and people like what you do. You can grow. It, it's actually, yeah, gr- growth is the direction it's, it's, it's designed. Right. You have to put work into pumping the brakes. It's really hard, actually. <laughs> it's really hard to stay small. It is. It's very hard to stay small. Yeah. But it's, I think it's also hard to grow. And it's, it's hard to yeah. grow because in the growing process, you can, you can fold. You yeah. can grow too fast. And, yeah. and it can be yeah. beyond your ability uh, or understanding of how to manage that. And it can take it can take you down. You know, I've worked for, as you have too, multiple companies that were in the process of yeah. growth, right? Yeah. And you were working for a company that was like, they were growing for reals. Like yeah. They were like trying to be a, uh, and I, still are. I've since heard that they were bought oh, by for a real? larger company. Oh, wow. Oh, no. yeah. And that's what they were hoping for. I, I think it's 100% what they were hoping for. So you got out just in time. I got right out, yeah. And what we mean by that is, for some of us, for some of us, autonomy is really important. And for some of us working in a, like the bigger the company, the more managed it tends to be and the more middle managed it tends to be because shit rolls downhill. And so if you are an employee, as many of you know, of a big company, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's rough. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes things are micromanaged depending on the management and you gotta get out of there. Yeah. 
But for us, as a small company, I think the reason that we jumped in the first place, uh, one, of the, one of the main reasons, was because we kind of wanted to try to dictate what our culture was, as opposed to being a part of a culture that doesn't necessarily, like, I've, I've never worked for a big company outside of the Marine Corps. I think that's the biggest company <laughs> I work for. Other than that, it's just been, it's been either working for myself or small companies. Yeah. And I like the personal approach. I like the pace. Um, I don't like, I'm not comfortable in corporate settings at all. Yeah. I'm very uncomfortable. You want to make me uncomfortable? Corporate setting. Suit and tie? I'd rather die. That's my, that's a t-shirt. That's, that's a, a, a t-shirt, yeah. <laughs> I just am not into it. Now, I like wearing a suit and tie when it comes to like dressing up and going out and having a good time. I'm into that. But you like being able to make that choice. Totally. I don't want yeah. it to be I don't want it to be my yeah. monkey suit. I'm not yeah. interested. I'd rather be dirty in a t-shirt smiling with mud all over my boots and yeah. dust mm-hmm. in my face than be clean with this I shirt think, and tie every day. You know, what we've realized is that there's more than more than one reason or maybe more than the obvious reasons as to why you would start your own company and why you would pick the size of it, right? right? It's like, um, I think initially, my understanding was always, and I don't want to make too many generalizations, but like, my understanding was that most people started the business so that they could make more money. Yeah. Like, that was like the sole reason I thought of. Yeah. And that was actually even before we started this business. Yeah. It's like, as we've done it, I've like, I've learned other hidden truths that yeah. um, are, have actually turned out to be way better. Yeah. Um, because we've also realized you could probably, especially as a master electrician, you could probably go make more money working for somebody else. Totally. And it might be easier. Totally. I think, it, I think in, some ca- in some cases. In some cases. Now, right? It's, well, it's all about how you do it. So right? I've got a friend, my, my neighbor is a master electrician, and he just got a new gig working for the government, and he's making great money. He's got all the benefits. But when I sit and I talk to him, mm. he constantly talks about how he would like to do more of what we're doing. And the grass is always greener. Yeah. But his world is very corporate. It's all training. Uh, it's wow. all meetings. It's all paperwork. It's all, and, and to me, it's like, I just, even as a business owner, I don't like to do paperwork like that. Like yeah. it's, you know, we try to automate as much as we can and, and digitize as much as we can. It's just the, there are, there's confinement in that sort of thing. Yeah. And for me, starting a business was about autonomy more than anything. It was about flexibility and and those are things that you compromise like if you go big you compromise flexibility to some degree unless you're real big and then you're not even part of it anymore whatever it depends on i guess everyone's so different it really depends on what you're looking for that's true yeah um i have a, a good friend who still works at the older company and they take really good care of him yeah and he's cool with that yeah um when i mentioned autonomy to him, he kind of looks at me like sideways, like, "What Why? are you talking? Yeah, cares? what's the point of just that? Just do what they're telling you to do, man. Right. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, just shut up and do your job. That's right. And it's like interesting. So yeah. it's like our perspective is so different because I got my feathers all ruffled up that they wouldn't let me put my drill on the van where I wanted it. It was yeah. like something so simple, but to me, it's like that's that's exactly what I'm saying. It's so simple. Why do you care? Right. And so it's yeah. it's the same perspective in two opposite directions. And so it's like. Big companies have lots of benefits. Yeah. Great benefits package. Yeah. You just basically, you you have to kind of do what they tell you. And that's the compromise. And anytime anybody's offering me something great, I'm real skeptical. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, skeptical of good things. Like, look, I, I believe in myself and I believe in my the value that I would add to a company. 
But anytime the deal's too good, I'm like, well, what am I, am I signing my soul away? Like, am I, I don't, I don't know. I think after I got yeah. really gun shy with the military in that, in that whole regard, like I, you know me, I do not like my, micromanagement crushes creativity. It crushes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, that's a good example of the military. It's like you, what you offer a company, is it, you have to ask yourself, is it something unique or is it what they're looking for? Correct. And that's a big difference. It is. So yeah. it's like you can offer a lot of value to a company if, um, if they want you to be creative and flexible. Yeah. If that's what they want from you. Right. But if they just want you to do a very particular job, you might not be, your value there yeah. is how good you're willing to do it. That's right. If you're willing to do it their That's way, right. yeah. you know, um, I value the autonomy of being able to set my van up. Yeah. A very specific. And that sounds like that's the hill I'm going to die on, but that's very specific. <laughs> it's like I, I personally function better if I can put my stuff where I want it. Yeah. And maybe it's the American in me that's like you just you can't tell me to put my level somewhere <laughs> and it's like you know then when they're like well it's you know if you don't like it here you can leave it's like oh I can noted noted right I, that's a God. great point I can leave and that's the yeah and, and that's, that's another beauty of, of, yeah. of our country is that um, you've got big companies and small companies and everything in between mm-hmm. and there's a good fit for everyone it's true and, and from a client's perspective too like when we first went out on our own your, your former uh, manager gave you the spiel of like, big companies are taking over, the God, little, little yeah. guy's going to be gone. He's like, I don't even know how small companies still exist. Yeah. And that was his push to, to try to encourage you to not, to be, to, to compound the fear you already felt yeah. and, and not make that move. But then we went and had a conversation with our friends who run a solar company and one of the owners had this great take on it. He goes, as long as there are big companies, there will always be small companies because you'll, there will always be enough of a market that doesn't want the over-corporatized, sterile environment yeah. that comes with the big companies. Some people want to pay for small business and they, and they like it and believe in it. Tim Ferriss said it, you know, if everyone is your customer, no one is your customer. That's a good point. And the reality is, as long as the big companies are trying to get every customer, there's going to be the customer that just doesn't like that model. Yeah. Doesn't like that. Yeah. And that leaves them for you. That's right. They they want a small business. Right. Um, there's yeah. a there's a business for every customer. That's right. A customer for every business. That's right. Yeah. And so and so for for. Anybody out there who's who's like, okay, maybe I want to start a company, maybe I'm in the trades, I've got a skill, I've got a license, what do I do? Um, I think it's in this, at least in this market where we live anyway, you can say that, yeah. it's not super hard yeah. uh, to get rolling. Getting rolling's not that hard. Setting yeah. up an LLC is not super complicated. Yeah. And because of the, our, our industry, uh, your books fill up pretty quick. People need you. People need you. You're in need. So you do have to ask yourself at that point, like like Josh and I have had to do, where do we go from here? Yeah. Like, what is this model? And what what? And, and you really have to come at it with, what are you trying to do in your life? What is your what's important in your life? Yeah. And build the company around that because it could be that we just want to make a lot of money, and which is, which is great. And if that's what you want to do, then you scale your company. Yeah. And you deal with the headaches 
and you make great money and you win or lose just like everybody and and there's probably other benefits to size so when i look at like our buddies who own the solar company um they have to have a large company that's kind of the the model the business model because they need large infrastructure they need lots of crews to install the panels warehouse they need a large facility Mm -hmm. to store all of them they then therefore need a a forklift to move all the pallets yeah so what I see, the little boy in me, what I see is this awesome facility with trucks and trailers, and they have skid loaders with attachments, and they essentially, by being that large, it gives them a vessel to have all this cool stuff, right. and they can therefore now they have tons of capital, yeah. so now they can get into other parts of the of other industries. Yeah. So it's like by being big it gave them other levels of flexibility. Right. So like when we step back and look at why would you be small or why would you be big, there's always other things that might not be considered. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and there's uh, pros and cons to both. Pros and cons. Yeah, yeah, there's pros and cons to both. And and you have to design it, I think, around what, what your lifestyle is. And, and uh, for you and I both, we're uh, both kind of homebodies. Uh, we yeah. both love our families. Um, and we both have creative pursuits and things that we like to do outside of the trade. Yeah. Um, I don't think either one of us wants to work all day. <laughs> so, so you have to ask yourself that. It's like, you know, what, what are we trying to do here? And then, that's what I would encourage anyone to do. It's like, I think the most important part of whether you stay big or small is having, like we said, having a conversation and checking in constantly to be like, is this what I want to do? Yeah. Is this why I want to do it? Am I happy doing you know, what, what would you hear all yeah. these people talk about? I think I was watching some YouTube video about like, it's, it's all these really rich entrepreneurs talking about like starting a business. And um, it was, what's the guy from New York? He ran for president, but he didn't get it. Um, he was talking about like, you know, one of the best parts of starting your business is the first year. It's just so great. It's you and you're coming in and you're working hard and you have full control of everything. And it's like he's talking about it like as if it's like raising a kid, like that time's gonna be gone. Yeah. It's right. like, well, why wouldn't you just stay in that point? Yeah. If you like it so much. Because it's their their focus is, is money. It's growth. Yeah, it's growth and money. Yeah. Um and but I don't, I don't want to villainize money. I don't either. I don't, no, like I don't either. I just um, I, but that's the focus and that's the is. primary. That's the that's the number one focus at the top of the pillar. Yeah, it's not about like, so. well, we're designing this so that we can enjoy our lives more. He's yeah. like, I screw my life. I'm trying to maximize capital here and profit. Yeah. And that's great, um, but it might not be what you're trying to do. Yeah. And uh, so for us being young in business, I mean, we're two and a half years old as a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just took on Daniel, our first apprentice. So that was the first uh, step in that direction. Um, and we were even hesitant about that because it was like, well, what do we... He's our, he's our work baby. He's our work yeah. He's like an only child. And uh, we were going to give him a sibling, but then we were like, man, I don't know. It might distract our, to our this focus too? on him. Yeah, right, yeah. He'd have to hand all his tools down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so here, here are the trade-offs. Like, th- there are some times in our company where our schedule's light. It's rare, mm. but it comes through, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, when, I have, when I have a day where I'm not jam-packed busy the whole damn day, I love, I'm yeah. sure, great. Work in the garden. They're few and far between, totally. Yeah. Um, but if it were a big company, I would be sweating bullets on a light day. Because, because it'd be like, what do we do? Gotta I gotta find work for these people. Like yeah. they've got all these families that rely on us. Yeah. And that's a stressor that I don't know that I'm 
am even interested in. Yeah. You know? I also, I'm not sure that I'm cut out for management. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, I feel like working with Daniel is one thing because it's it's the classic master-apprentice relationship yeah. where... It's a mentorship. Here's, yeah, here's yeah. someone who wants to learn how to do this and I can show you what I know. Yeah, um, and all kinds of other he's stuff. He's a great guy, so I don't Everything. really have to manage him, so to speak. Right. Um, but like, I don't know. What, my concern is that as it gets larger, it's like all of a sudden you go from mentoring people to babysitting. Right. And then that's a, that's a terrible uh, way to phrase it because that's not that's not the case. You're going to get good people. You don't have to babysit them. I shouldn't say that. But some some it's like to some that. degree yeah. it's like your focus shifts from training to putting out wildfires. Yeah. Because you get a lot of. Everyone makes mistakes, right? And managing your own mistakes is hard enough. Yeah. And now, how many more? How many more problems are created? And again, yeah. that's probably a negative perspective on it, but it's it's where my brain goes. I get it, and I think that's a I think that's a pretty basic concern. Um, I think also it's like anything. Like any, even if you don't own a business, say you're good at what you do. What are they, what happens? Say you're really, really, really good at something. What are they going to do? They're going to make you a manager because mm. you're good at it. You know it inside and out. And so then now you're not even doing the thing you're good at. You're doing something that you may or may not be good at, which is man. And it's the same thing with business. It's like, you know, we, we started this thing because we both love electrical work. We really like doing it. Um, so do we want to, <laughs> do we want to set up a system where we take ourselves out of that? Yeah. You know, or do we want to set it up to where we facilitate ourselves with that, that work that we do? We'll make less money. Um, but we get to we get to control the client experience more yeah and that's another thing that gets I think diluted a little bit when it's um, diluted when it's the company gets bigger you have just less control over yeah. that sort of stuff um, and, the, and and the experience the client has with the technician or whoever and you'll have some good and some bad it's just a trade-off yeah, I guess. Well, that, but that brings up another good point of um, why go big versus stay small. You talk about pulling us out of the industry, right? Well, a lot of people, we hear it all the time, we have a physical job. Yeah. Or a lot of people go, oh, well, you don't want to be doing this when you're 60, do you? Kind so, of. Well, actually, I do. Yeah. But what they're really saying at that point is, do you think your body can handle it? Yeah. And, and it's a good, you don't want to avoid it. The reality is, we do need to have that conversation. We do need to face it. Yeah. And just like saving money for retirement, now's the, that's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, small versus big is retirement. But it's like, now's the time to think about it. So, yeah. how are you managing your retirement? How are you managing your body? Yeah. And is it going to let you do it? Well, I have to your older age. Yeah. I have full confidence that in the next 20 years, bionic limbs are going to be flying off the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably gonna get like a cool like roller type leg scenario, like okay. tr like uh. They'll probably just replace your the middle section, like your lower back and your gut. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, because that's really the only part that's gonna go out. You know? <laughs> I was hoping I'd get like uh, tank tread legs or something that can go upstairs and stuff. There was a game game in the '90s for Sega called um, oh, what was it? Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank now. Well, anyway, it was about cyborgs. Cyborg <laughs> justice. Cyborg justice. Is that it? Anyways, it was great. You, <laughs> I can't wait. You can swap, you can swap <laughs> I can't your wait. Parts out. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, we talk about it all the time because yeah. it's like, I don't know that when we talk. I think we, we had a whole 
episode about retirement, yeah. talking about retirement. Yeah. I don't view retirement, I think, in a traditional sense. Yeah. Um, and I think, as a human, you can't get away from work. Right. So you might as well make some, have some choice about it. Right? I agree. That's well, that's retirement, about. right? That's It's, it's yeah, being so, able to dictate what you do with your day. And it's like, all right, so what am I doing now to set up what I want to be doing at 60. People yeah. said, I don't want to be doing this at 60. Well, maybe I don't want to be doing it this way. Right. What am I doing? Yeah. Am I taking care of my body in a way that I can still move? Yeah. And if not, am I keeping close company with a younger individual, yeah. like young Daniel over here, that can help young me body. in these scenarios? Young back. I, you know, they say that's all the time, it's like, the second you stop getting down on the floor and back up, that's when you can't do it anymore. That's right. Up and down stairs, same thing. So yeah. it's like, I want to be moving and I want to be active. Um, but maybe I need to be thinking about right. some, some fallbacks. Yeah, I'm, I'm so torn on it too because I see like I see the old guys. I was at a um, I, was, <laughs> I was at like a, a city electric supply in, in uh, Gaithersburg years ago and these two old dudes roll out of a van in the morning. Dude, <laughs> so old. Like, not, like I couldn't believe how old they were. I was like, and they were getting materials for the day. They were moving slow. They were so old and I was like part of me was had so much respect part of me was like that's badass those dudes are still doing it and another part of me was like that's the most depressing thing I've seen in a long time like I don't want to be because and here's why because when I'm that age I'm not gonna make it to that age but yeah, say sure. I would uh, <laughs> and let's imagine that I'm gonna make it to that age <laughs> I think that for what you're what you're getting to the point the point of is that retirement is to us maybe just being able to dictate what you do with your day. It doesn't mean not working. It just means getting to choose what that work might be, and to imagine being in the cockpit of a beat up van, <laughs> stopping <laughs> at a supply house at six in the morning to do like a bathroom fan install for somebody at seventy five years old scares the shit out of me. So and I, I think here's the real question. Yeah. And this is what when most people say, oh, you don't want to be doing that when you're 60. But let's be fair. In 2022, yeah. 60 isn't that old. It's the so new age. Now we're, yeah, now we're talking at 75, do you want to be doing this? Yeah. But the question is, did those two old dudes, are they there by choice? Yeah, do they love it? Or are they yeah. doing it because they have nothing, like they don't have a retirement, or they, yeah. have, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't plan for the yeah. age of 75? It's hard to say because the old guys don't wear lots of expressions on their face. They have really one, especially at 6 a.m. And it, 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 they look pissed. <laughs> they did not look like they were like, yeah, they did not look like they were like, can't wait to go do this. They weren't like the old guys in the Viagra commercials. Were, yeah. Smiling with boners walking into the supply house in the morning. Dual bathtubs. No. <laughs> no. no, and it's, it's um, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to know what to do. And I think it's, it just comes down to what is your lifestyle? What also like? What's your support system like? Are you married? Do you have a partner? And how does that work? Because if you're starting a company, you have to factor that in. Because if you're going to grow and be big, and it's going to just keep on growing, um, you know. And I see people. I you know we have we have colleagues online that we follow that I see do it, and they seem to do it pretty seamlessly. You know, they see it seems like it matches well, and their their partners sacrifice a lot so that they can be gone a lot. Yeah. Um, you and I are both very involved in, in our homes and I think that's, we like to maintain that and like yeah. sometimes, cause sometimes it's like, and I learned this doing standup. It was like, I worked really, really hard to get to where I was. And then when I got to where I was, 
I didn't like it. And I was like, well, this doesn't suit my life. <laughs> yeah. I was focused on the thing and not at all paying attention to the life that encompassed the thing. And then when I got to some place, I was like, this doesn't even suit my life at all. Yeah. In fact, it's destroying it. And so you have to factor that into it's like, where's, where's the balance in your life? What are you trying to do? Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to say, but I know that, um, especially pros and cons of staying small, I think the hardest thing is staying small. You know, saying no. Saying no to people. Yeah. And yeah. that's hard. Yeah. Because you could potentially grow pretty quick, pretty quickly. And I have, well, and I, like, I have a handful of mentors around me that I've known for a long time. And I really value their input on things. Um, they all grew. And so when they look at my situation, I know that it is just driving them nuts. <laughs> it's like yeah. when you're talking to an old timer and you're like a good looking young guy and you got a bunch of girls around you, they're like, why aren't you taking advantage of that? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Um, but it's like, basically, they're like, so you're telling me that you guys went through the pandemic, you've got a great logo, you've got trucks, you've got a clientele that loves you, they want your work. And you're saying no. And you're saying no. Yeah. They're like, I would be hiring and buying trucks yeah. and taking a loan out yeah. and getting a, you know, getting a, a professional shop. Yeah. And it's like, it's tempting. It is. That all sounds awesome. But again, when you say, yeah, I don't know that it's for me. I don't know that if I got there, I would like it. Yeah. Because then what's the end goal? Yeah. What's the end goal? To sell the company and then one day wish I was working with tools? Like, <laughs> I love tools and I love being able to work and build things. Yeah. You know, Tim Ferriss gives that in, in the four-hour work week, right? Yeah. He tells the scenario of a guy, a fisherman. Oh, know, yeah. He's, he's off the shore of Mexico fix, fishing, and some, some big businessman is down there on vacation. And uh, he sees this guy fishing, and he's like, wow, this is really great. You could really make a lot of money doing this. And then you could scale up. You probably have to move to New York, you know, where there's more of a market. And he goes through this whole scenario where this guy builds this gigantic company and sells it so that he can retire and, and do spend exactly all what he's fishing. doing. Yeah. yeah, which is already and what the he's guy's doing. like. Right. I'm already doing that, yeah. man. And he he's plays. Like, he was like the guy was like, I play music. What do you do in a day? Yeah. I fish. I hang out and I, family. I I hang out. We play music together. Yeah. And then he's like, you could yeah. He tells the whole story. Yeah. And he's like, you could get to the point where you're sitting around playing music with your friends. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yo, I'm there right I'm now. Already doing it exactly. And so, you know, yeah. I don't know. I, maybe it's not available to everybody, but yeah. I think the, the goal is to, if you can build your company, build your company that it'll let you enjoy the lifestyle you want, yeah. but not in 40 years. Right. You yeah. Know, it, sure. When you talk about retirement, yeah, yeah. it's like, can, if, what, if what I want is to spend time with my five-year-old daughter, mm -hmm. well... When I build a gigantic company that I can retire from, she's not going to be five. Yeah. And maybe I can spend time with my granddaughter. Well, your new wife, they, you know. Because <laughs> that's what's going to have to happen. Because everybody's going to be like, well, you just weren't there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I, to anyone who's building a big company currently, I, I don't want this to sound. This isn't a knock on that. Not I, at all. I don't want it to sound do, that you, way. Do you. Do your thing that you... Yeah. That, I think yeah. It's, it's more or less the idea that we're trying to... We want to encourage everyone to have the conversation with themselves with a business partner if they have one, with their spouse, whatever it is, question, just question the norm. Question what's being told. Right. I see a lot of these memes online of people who work for themselves who are like, you know, I'm going to work seven days a week. That's what it means to work for yourself. And it's like, does it? Yeah. Is that what you chose? Because right. that's fine. If that's, yeah. what, if that's what you chose, yes. Yes. But don't, don't try and explain to me that like that's that's what you have that's to what do. You have to because you don't because it's not. It's true. 
Um, and I agree with you. It's not a knock at all. Like, in fact, the people who scale up and go big. That's huge. That's awesome. They, and they have the same list of cons for staying small that we might have for going big. And it's just a personal preference. It's You have to design your company to, to be modeled after your life and whatever you want it to be. For us, we wanted to not have to, number one, the, the thing was, in, in, in my mind, it's always, if I'm going to start a business, I want to start a business that costs nothing to start that you can you can right away cash, start start cash flow yeah start selling your skills right away yeah um, and so for us you know the the investment was minimal we don't have a shop yet yeah we we'd like a shop we we utilize my shop but yeah really, for sure but really we don't have a business model where we're having to store a lot of Correct. stuff that's right we we want a shop so that we can have a, a little fridge of beer in it and play ping pong and and yeah. not have to uh, <laughs> ask our friends to use their facility for the podcast because yeah. we could do it there yeah and and. For, for other reasons too, but in terms of growing, say we wanted to grow and put a couple trucks on the road and have a couple more employees, that would mean capital. That would mean a loan, a risk, uh, a facility, you know, and that's all great stuff. But right now where we're at, I'm pretty happy. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's, uh, it's flexible. Um, when there's, like I said, when there's down days or slow days, I don't freak out. We just go hang out with the family, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then when it's when it's busy, it's busy, and we suck it up and we we work long hours and we get it done. We're yeah. we're probably. I've, I was talking about this morning. I think we have taken for granted how how good we've had it because yeah. we have a great friend who's a graphic designer who did our logo. Um, we got a great van and a great truck to start with. We know the the guy who does our lettering on the on the vehicles. Um, we know the person who prints our T-shirts. Yeah. And, in Frederick, we've got an incredible community of it's people true. around us. That's right. And then on top of it, um, we know the person who does our books and our accounting. It's like, so all these things that a lot of people stress out about, we've kind of fallen into and have around us. Yeah. Probably. So we probably have a really warped view of being in business. A hundred percent. I don't consider myself a business person. Why? I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. But like, I can say anyone, big, big business or small business. Yeah. You need someone to do your books. Yeah. You need an accountant. Yeah. You need a professional that can help you do the things that you're not necessarily good at. Yeah. So, you know, that you can focus on what you're doing. Right. It's worth the money. Agree. Hire, it's worth, it's hire worth them every, as a contractor. Dude, it's worth every penny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because, like, when yeah. I look at what we have to do, I mean, like, like you said, with, with technology these days, yeah. everything's digital. I, I basically run the business from my phone. Totally. Like, yeah. I find a parking lot in a park or yep. something, I'll go for a run, and then I'll come back and do a bunch of estimates and yep. quotes. Right, it's like, It doesn't have to be harder than you make it. Right. So it's like, right. you know, just take a moment, stop, and go, wait, do I have to do it that way? Sure. Just because someone tells me I have to do it right. that way? Right. I have to spend 4000 a month on a shop? Right. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And there are plenty of people out there doing it just just like that too small companies or or like uh like the guy who uh you met you mentored under uh when you first started um who was just his own fly, you know kind of a fly-by-night dude master electrician but just kind of doing his own thing yeah and there's a lot of flexibility in that he made a great life for himself yep. um but then i got a lot of respect for people who grow big businesses and and do stuff like that it just isn't i don't see that being for me yeah and also just the concept of growth doesn't necessarily have to mean one thing. It doesn't necessarily have to mean capital and investment and more trucks on the road. Growth could be a podcast yeah. or or community outreach where you do yeah. your company is something bigger than or or more or different than 
just a standard company, right? It could, yeah. yeah so there's it just could, different it directions. Could, it could be your reach. It could be your stability. Yeah. You know, I look at us. It's like, all right, growth for us is getting, you know, newer vans. Yeah. Getting um, as we've as our shirts and our merch have kind of grown, we're fine tuning that. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're we're getting more established. Yeah. Growth is for us. It's more establishment. Yeah, totally. I you like know, that. It's the, it's the it's it's being better known in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, doing events with people. That's right. Um, it it's we're we're growing into the areas that we want to be doing. Stuff. That's right. Yeah. We're not just growing in one direction. That's right. Or the direction that we think that you have to as a business. It's yeah. like, oh man, I guess we have to hire a bunch of people now. Because their phones are ringing off the hook, we should hire a bunch of people and like, solve it. It's like, yeah, maybe there's another way to solve it. Yeah, problem. maybe we just say, you know what, um, we're full for right now, uh, <laughs> and here are some people we recommend that you check out because they're well, great electricians yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's what I always say, but it's like it's it's cross industry learning, right? Yeah. So you have a good friend who's a tattoo artist, and that's where we really gleaned that. It's like, yeah, you know, we're like, what do we do? We're, we're booking people two months out, three months out, and and he put it so simple. He was like, do you want to be? Right. Yeah. And we were like, we hadn't even thought. What do you mean? What do we want to be? We just thought we had to be. <laughs> right. What else do you do? Right. And he's like, well, you just close your books. And it's like, yeah. oh, whoa. Yeah. I didn't do electrical companies do that. It's like, well, why not? Yeah. Maybe electrical companies don't do that, but yeah. do we have to do what other electrical that's companies right. do? Yeah. And and save yourself the headache of people being like, well, that's too far to wait. And now, and and when somebody has to wait three months to get a damn ceiling fan installed, number one, I don't, I can't imagine. That people want to do that, but they do sometimes. And then when you go do it after three months of waiting, yeah. you better nail it. Yeah, <laughs> it better be <laughs> they, they good. Yeah, because you no yeah. mistakes. Yeah. So, it, so yeah, here we are. We we pride our, pride ourselves in being a part of the community and supporting local businesses and all that. Well, it's like well, we can support other electrical businesses too. It's yeah. Like, if we're too full to take anyone on, yeah. that just means they get some work. That's right. You know, it's like, so spread it around, pass it around. Sure. You know, it's like, don't be enemies with these people because there's plenty of work. There's so much. Plenty too much. In this, too much at work. least in our area. Yeah. The, this area is growing so quickly that it's like, there's not enough electric companies to keep up with the work. Yeah. So, I agree, man. I, I think it's it's a, always a tricky thing. And I think that, um, I don't know. I think managing people bringing people on like for example I think Daniel you've been a great example for us because um, you're definitely an outlier for as far as um, hmm. young people are concerned um, not many not many young people kids your age guys your age women your age that uh, are respectful and like not you don't have to like overmanage. Um, so I think we got lucky there too um, I think the biggest thing that is challenging with having an apprentice for us is that you don't understand most of the movie references that we make. <laughs> that's that's difficult. I've been working on that. <laughs> no, you haven't been working on it. You have just continued to say We've been I've never really seen the Big Lebowski. With your performance except for your movie watching yeah. performance. Yeah. yeah. How really... many Big Lebowski references do we have to make daily that he just doesn't they just are gone. Yeah. <laughs> right over my head. Just you know, It's like Yeah. If you want to raise, I don't care if you can tie in an electrical box. I need you to understand. Yeah. When I say, yeah, when I say that's like <laughs> your opinion, man. I need you to know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> so you're saying I shouldn't study the electrical theory. I should study movies instead. You should study both, and I feel like at the same time, I think 
The Big Lebowski takes a good 10 watches before you really sink in. <laughs> Just have it on in the background, man. So maybe do like a chapter while I'm you, yeah, watching, I, do it a couple times. But all jokes aside, as a small business, that's one of the one of my favorite parts. Right, we pick the shirts, we pick the logos, we decide what trucks we want to run, but also our interview process and our standards for how people maybe move up in a company. Yeah. It's fully on us. Yeah. And it's like, you know... We even discussed briefly before we hired you, like, should our interview questions have anything to do with electrical work? Yeah. Is that really what we're hiring? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can train you to do electrical work, but it's like, uh, there's a bunch of other questions I want to ask. Yeah, you. man. You know? Yeah. I think there you was... Ever, you ever been punched in the mouth? <laughs> there was... Agitated. There was some weird <laughs> you know? realities around. Yeah. We weren't allowed to... We're not allowed to ask you... How like if you're married, if you have any or kids, married, yeah. if you have kids, yeah. Yeah. are you pregnant? Well, I sure hope I didn't have kids at that point. <laughs> but again, I wasn't legally allowed to ask you. Right. So. I think you did. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I, I don't remember this much about the, uh, the questions you asked me. I do remember where we held it though. We held it in a parking lot. Yeah. And six a.m. Six a.m. Well, we wanted to we wanted to check to make sure that you would. Number one, be able to get to a place uh, at 6 a.m. And number two, show up on time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's like when you're, um, it's like when you're communicating with a client, you want to put things in place to weed out the clients you're not looking for before you get to the point where you're invested in writing a proposal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they're, they're, it's the same with hiring somebody. You want to set up barriers kind of or things that you would have to jump over in order to just make it to the interview yeah um so 6 a.m yep. in, a, in a parking lot and, and so when you talk small business versus big business i don't know that any hr department would approve what we're doing no so. not at all not at all that's <laughs> why we don't have great, an hr department great reason to stay small that's right yeah. <laughs> we fired our hr team no hr <laughs> you're out of here they were like you know these are uh Bad policy. You're fired, <laughs> mom. <laughs> now make dinner, please. Get them hungry. Let me eat. Yeah, man. I think um, it's funny working. It, the, the, I think that's a topic of conversation too, with like older, not even older, but just people. <laughs> Uh, older versus younger working with uh, the relationship between to say a journeyman and a master versus an apprentice and that relationship we you're in a van together most days completely different generations typically yeah. uh different world views and uh you know you when you're hanging out with us you're definitely learning about more than just electrical always always, always. man you're learning about you know Life, real stuff. I'm getting real. I mean, I'm learning the real, the, the real deal. Here. You could have just dropped out of high school, honestly. I, I might as well. Have. We would have gotten you through. Because you know, you're teaching me the history, the geography, <laughs> the geography. Am I teaching you geography? Yes. Yeah, the algebra. Uh, Daniel, under this house is sedimentary rock. Uh, <laughs> this is sedimentary. Yeah, we'll get a little further down. We we'll start talking about igneous, but uh, that's for another day. One thing at a time. No, I think it is important. It's like the. Um, the mentor-apprentice relationship is good because it goes, you're teaching us as much as we're hopefully teaching you too, you know, uh, in regards to just how to go about the process, how to like, you know, maintain composure and when you're making a mistake in front of somebody who's probably sitting there going, oh, I can't believe that guy just did that, yep. you know, and how to, how to eat that and be like, okay. Um, and the same, I felt the same way having kids where um, it wasn't until I had kids that I realized that I was just real hard on my dad. Because um, it's like, because then you have kids and they're like, you're a joke, and you're like, oh, I am a joke. <laughs> you're like, oh, my dad, 
was just a dude too, and I was real hard on him because I was a kid and I didn't have that perspective. One thing about the small businesses, you can't shield your employees from the reality. That's of right. Yeah. Mistakes. Well, that was one of the first things we told Daniel is you're going to watch us make mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told us that one of your, I think it was in an earlier episode, one of your colleagues, and it was your brother, was saying that they watched somebody make a mistake that day, or it was one of your friends who worked for another electric yeah. company. They were like, he made it. The owner made a mistake. Yep. Yep. And you were like, oh yeah, yeah, no, they do that all the time. Yeah, my yeah. friend, my friend yeah. told me about that. He said, my boss just made a mistake yesterday. <laughs> and I said, have you seen the people I work with? <laughs> <laughs> These dudes yep. love mistakes, yep. apparently. But you know, when I, when I, the first electrician I worked for, I loved watching him make mistakes. I think I've said it before because it made me feel normal. It's like, oh okay. And I was t- talking to Daniel this week about it. It's like you can be a master electrician with 30 years in the field, and you can be so freaking good at it, know the code book forward and backward, but you cannot always control the human elements like, are you feeling well? Did you get enough sleep? Mm-hmm. Do you have allergies? <laughs> Is, are you bickering with your wife? Are your kids driving you crazy? You know, Are you worried about, but whatever the case may be, there's all these external scenarios outside of that that affect how you feel and affect your approach and so like and, and cause you make mistakes yeah. you know it's it's unavoidable in as a human being and so it's not about that it's about just going yep screwed that up how do we fix? like we had a great one this week I, I messed up a, a thermostat I instead of turning off the power mm-hmm. before doing the thermostat I thought I could get away with it and I didn't and I blew a fuse in the HVAC um, and it was a dumb mistake totally dumb mistake um, rookie mistake and what what I did instead of, instead of telling the person that like they've got to fix it, I called our local HVAC company that we do a lot of work with. I set up an appointment for them to get out there the next day. They took care of it and I, and I paid for it. Okay. It wasn't a big deal. And there was, there's two things there. One thing is the client does lose a little trust for you when they see you make a mistake. It's, it's unavoidable. It's always going to be the case. But the truth is you make mistakes. And it's not about the mistake. It's about how you handle it. It's a solution. It's a solution. And so it's like, yeah. look, I didn't even flinch about it. I was just like, no, we got it. Don't yeah. let's move on to the next thing. That's already handled. We got yeah. that. This shit happens. We'll get you fixed. No worries. Yeah. And now you've got an HVAC company that you can use and they're in your back pocket. Yeah. So you just try to make the best out of the mistake because the fact is they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you'll just keep making them. Hopefully you get, you know, you learn from them and you, and you the whole point of mastery is to try to mitigate them. Yeah. Um, so that you don't get beat up all the time, but you just, you know. But that's, a, gonna... that's a scenario as a small business where you show Daniel how to, um, instead of catching a fish, you show him how to fish. That's right. It's like, so you can't avoid all the mistakes, but there's one overarching uh, thing to learn here is that you have to fix it. You that's have right. to fix yeah. it the right way. Yeah. You have to be transparent about it. Yeah, and, and I honestly look at every mistake as a wonderful opportunity to show the client that you you just fix that the best way you could because you could there's once you make a mistake and this is a, could be a complete topic for another podcast is that once you make a mistake it's like what are you going to do about it yeah are you going to shirk that responsibility and be like, that's not my well, I'm not fixing that mm-hmm. it's your problem or are you going to say yeah man let's I it's already fixed take ownership that's right it's yeah. all it's already fixed you don't even have to think about it yeah these guys that are coming out are great you'll love them they'll fix it right away we'll pay for it and What's the next thing on your list? Let's move on. Um, solved. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. I hated it. I hated making the mistake. <laughs> I hated eating it. I hated it. It, it was. It, 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 but it was like okay, you know. So, and because you're, 
you're gonna make those silly judgment calls too, where you're like, ah, I can get away with that. And it, sometimes you'll eat it. Sometimes you get away with it. Yeah. We're humans, you know? And hubris is a real thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm like, I got that, and I don't got that. So anyway, <laughs> you know, that's, that's all part though of uh, not just, you know, business ownership, but adulthood. I think adulthood is a matter of like just eating shit. You yeah. just, you know, when you're an adult, it's important to, to when you make a shit sandwich to the, eat the, it. The difference is in business, you make a model for it. That's right. That's and, right. You know, protocol. I, that's I, right. Yeah. As, yeah. as an adult, you, you know you have to deal with it. But in, in business, we can say, all right, well, next time this happens, this is how we handle it. That's right. right. This is what we do. Yeah. You know? Uh, maybe we don't touch thermostats from now on. That's a period. Know, like, period on that. <laughs> period on that. Yeah. It's because when that mistake happens, now, now I'm in a realm that I'm, I'm not comfortable with. I'm not an HVAC tech, so, um, that's it. Period. So if you if you're in a scenario where like if you make the mistake, it puts you in another trade. Yeah, maybe we don't do that. Yep. Yeah. It's Tying in a few things that we've been talking about. Um, yeah. Something that I learned from you guys that I've been trying to work on is when you make a mistake, because I make them multiple times daily Same at this point, um, is about uh, how you respond to the mistakes. Yeah. And you know, when I first started my very first day, I was stripping out a wire, nicked the wire. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and I was panicking because I was like, oh my gosh, the house is going to burn down. What's going to happen? I'm yeah. going to get fired. Um, and then I told you, and you were like, it's no big deal. You just cut it and restrip it. Yeah. Um, and so it's um, it's been like a little difficult owning up to the mistakes and yeah. saying, hey, I messed this up. How can we fix it? Um, How do you think we feel? We're, there's yeah. no buffer between us and the client. We are, yeah. we are the but, buffer, you know? But yeah. I think, you know, for you, especially as you're learning, like you said, in that moment, you don't know what's dangerous and what's not. Yeah. So you should always own up to things, but specifically in this industry, you have to own up. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, ooh, is that going to be a problem or Correct. is that going to be all right? Correct. Um, but also, for us, we try and set the tone that, you know, I don't care how big the mistake is. I want to know about it so that we can fix it correctly. And and yeah, we're, and we're understand the, the solution. Yeah, we're not in the blame game. Yeah, yeah. And we have insurance, yeah. and you know we can we can solve most problems if we know about them. That's right. You know, but yeah, we're not. We're, we're solution oriented, man. And, yeah, then, and you not, know, well, Daniel got a good look at that this week. We were doing uh we were doing punch out work at a client's house, and there's always going to be problems to solve when you're working with other trades because they're going to come behind the work that you did they're going to do the work that they did and sometimes the finished work doesn't marry up sometimes there are gaps sometimes there are things that you know and we were installing a, a ceiling fan yeah and that box was recessed more than i liked and so it was a matter of solving the problem yeah. right it's like it's you're gonna part of what we do a large part of what we do is just solution-based stuff it's just like okay well what are you going to do? You're going to cry about it? You're going to call the contractor and say, you didn't do it right. You just fix it. Yeah, something fix it. Right. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might cry for a minute or two. That's cool, man. Look, if you want to cry, you go cry. Just a quick break and then we'll... Just yeah. a quick break. Guys, I'm going to go cry in the car real quick. And then we'll I'm get look, hey, on it. I'll, I'll be fully transparent. Yeah. If you have to shed some tears, that's fine. Yeah. But you just can't stay there. If you're going to cry, get back up Yeah. and move on. Correct. It's like... You're yep. always allowed to feel your emotions. Yep. Yeah. You know, feel the pain. Yep. Feel the mistake. Kick yourself a little bit, and, and then, then let's move on. And then and let's then, move yeah. on. Yeah. Let's learn yeah. from it and Pick grow. Pick yourself back up. I used to have a football coach that would say, "It's not a crime to get knocked down, but it is a crime to stay down." Mm -hmm. Get up. That's good. Get up. 
I ever tell you fellows about that uh, homeless gentleman I met in D.C.? He had a profound effect on my life to this day. My huh. friends even know this story because they all say it, but I was having a real rough day on the job in D.C., District of Columbia, for those of you that aren't from, from around here. Um, and I walked out, and I was kind of shaking my head, and there was a guy walking up the street, and he stopped, and he looked at me, and he goes, I know that look. I said, oh, yeah? He goes, yeah, you have a rough one. But let me tell you, you've already thought about it. Now all you got to do, shake it off. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, no, no. He said, don't just you know, brush me off. He said, you've thought about it. Now shake it off. I was like, okay. He's like, because what else are you going to do, right? I was like, yeah, I guess so. He's yeah. like, exactly. You thought about it? Yeah. Now shake it off. Then he started taking his shit on the sidewalk right now. <laughs> He's like, now can I get a cigarette? <laughs> you got a dollar? He's like, help you, excuse me. He put the newspaper up upside down and just starts shitting. <laughs> shake it off. Buddy. But no, he said, he's like, he's like, look at me, man. I'm homeless. You know, I got nothing. He's like, but I'm going to go up here to the shelter. I'm going to get some food. I'm going to take a shower. Yeah. I'm going to shake it off. Yeah. That's all we can do, man. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's true. It's like, I, and how often have I had to set my tools down because I'm frustrated and yeah. walk outside, yeah. get a snack. Usually most of my frustration revolves around if I have to pee really bad or if I'm really hungry. Hmm. It's like I have to solve some bodily need first right. yeah. before I can like fully breathe and think through a problem. Sure. But yeah. And sometimes it, problems like that can seem overwhelming. When you get into a house and somebody's trying to have you, this, a lot of the work that we do is like detective work. Yeah. You're just trying to ask questions and, and solve problems. Um, you're right though, man. Just shake it off. Yeah. 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 I, I don't, you know, I don't know about the future, obviously, of our company and, and which direction we take or, or, you know, when we get a shop or what growth looks like in the long term for our company. Um, but I'm glad we. I'm glad so far that we've decided to stay the size that we are. I think the biggest <clears throat> hindrance we've found staying small is we, we do want a shop. Mm -hmm. we, we so we 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 want the toys that the big companies have, uh -huh. but we don't have. We don't want the risk right well, away. Yeah, we, like we don't the, have the, in, yeah. necessarily the income for that because right. like the income we make now is for us yeah. and Daniel. Um, We'd have to be much bigger to yeah, afford a shop. That's right, and that in-between phase is scary. That's yeah. where a lot of a lot of places don't don't make it. Yeah, you have to be a certain size to, to have all that. Yeah, and so that's been, I think, uh, of staying small. That seems like that's been the biggest drawback. Right, is we can't just have a shop. Yeah, that we go to every morning. Right, that's true. It is a big drawback too. I mean, yeah, you and we all know when you have a family in your home, even when you're working from home. They ain't trying to hear that. Yeah. They, they are not trying to hear, I'm working on estimates right now. They're like, I don't know, you're here. Yeah. So having that shop is important. because There's it a level of separation. There's a level of separation. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that someday that's definitely on our docket. Um, we'll just have to pull that trigger and make sense of it as we as we come to it. I like that we take it slow like that. And that's another thing is it yeah. doesn't have to be this. I mean, it can be if you want it to be this speedy expedition where you're like, we grew right away. That, whatever, whatever works for you. Um, I'm glad we, I'm glad we're small. Yeah. Afford ourselves days like this where we hang out, eat donuts, drink coffee, and talk shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotta do things different. You don't have to do what everybody else does. That's right. Um, but That's you should. But you should do. Message. You should do. Yeah, exactly. Do what suits you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do whatever your little heart feels. Question the norm. Yeah. Shake it and shake it off. Think outside of the bun. Yeah. Think outside the bun. Shake it off. No, no, no. Don't brush me off. Shake it off. I'm gonna go have sex with this cat. (laughs) (laughs) I will end on that. One of my mentors. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this conversation. Hopefully you got something out of it, took something away from it, and can apply it to your life and the things you're going through. Uh, If you're running a company, I know you think about this all the time. Um, You know, And if if you're considering starting your own company, it's just a bridge you're going to have to cross. It kind of, it's a big decision, you know? Um, And it kind of defines how you go about your work, you know, what your model is. And so we constantly revisit the subject because we're always trying to dial it in uh, as partners, as business partners and as a company. Uh, so that's it. Hey, chime in on uh, Instagram. Go ahead and uh, check us out at modern underscore electrician on Instagram and DM me. Let me know what you think about this. Um, you know, do, do you own a, your own company? Are you guys a really big company? Are you really small? Why did you make that decision? What were the factors? You know, because I'm, I'm always interested to hear, you know, how other, why other people make the decisions they do. I mean, Josh and I know why we are doing what we're doing, but I'd love to hear more from other people. So, uh, yeah, genuinely, I'm going to post a question on Spotify. You can answer the question directly on Spotify. Um, I think you can even leave like uh, at Anchor where the podcast is also on anchor.fm. I think if you go there, you can leave like a voice message. Leave me a voice message. Let me know what you think about this stuff. But you could DM me directly on Instagram. And uh, yeah, just let me know your thoughts. What were the factors in your decision to either uh, go big you know, stay small. Are you in the middle somewhere? How's that going? Um, you know, all that stuff. That's it. Hey, hopefully you guys enjoyed the conversation. We got more great talks to come. Thanks for sticking around. We'll see you on the next one.